Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, and Dalton Esquire all here in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Uh, Kelly dancing as always, doing his Dixie Darling best imitation. The routine has not changed in years. You know, you got the no. arms hey, it, as long as he doesn't wear the outfit, I think we'll be okay. Well, don't even put that image in my head, please. The opening <laughs> segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their delicious food that they cook every day. But it's the holidays now, of course. Right. And uh, Dickie's caters every event. Kelly Sander, they've got the turkeys, hams, and a full holiday feast if uh, you don't want to do the cooking. You know, when I was younger, I always thought, who would not want to cook? On Thanksgiving Day, but now, now that, you know. Yeah, now that I've gotten older, I'm going. I get it now. Yeah, I get I gotcha. it. Gotcha. All right, we've got lots to talk about today. Today's going to be largely about basketball, and I'll tell you what. Last night, it's always sweet when you beat Ole Miss, and this just uh, was a great night last night for the Lady Eagles. A really exciting basketball game, neck and neck into the second half, but in the end. The Lady Eagles come up with a super sweet 59-53 to win over Ole Miss. And who better, who better to talk to us about that wonderful win last night than the lady that engineered it all, head coach Joy Lee McNellis. And coach, congratulations. Thank you very much. It was one heck of a basketball game, that's for sure. And I'm glad we came out on top, for sure. Well, I'm just, I'm just glad that Ole Miss has brought its program you know, to the point now where they can at least compete with us. You know. <laughs> hey, and you know what? They won't play us anymore. No, they won't? No, no, seriously. But this was before the game. Um, she had, uh, their new head coach had already said that we were not going to play anymore. She'd scrimmage us in a closed scrimmage, but will not play us anymore. Did she say, I'm not did, sure why. Did they say why, coach? No, no. Did she tell you that? A, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yes. So mm. the reason that we played them, it was the end of a contract from the previous staff. Mm-hmm. That's, who, that's why we were able to play that, because it was put off a year, and so then we had to finish the contract after this year. Well, so I'm really disappointed. Win or lose yesterday, I just think that it's so important that we play each other. Right. Well, before we get to the game, Coach, since you brought that up, now, you've been around a long time. Kelly and I have been around a long time. We've, we've seen this repeat itself over and over and over between the two schools. Can you, can you give our listeners any logical reason not to be playing one another when they're all Mississippi public-supported universities? And, and not just women's sports, sports in, in all general. Sports. In all yeah. sports, Coach. All well, sports. Is there any reason that, that makes sound sense that they continue to refuse to do this? You know, and, and I will be very, you know, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward anyway. But I just think that they know that our sports across the board can compete with them. 
And so they have enough of tough teams, say, in, in the SEC. So why play a school that can beat them? Okay, I'm playing their side of the ball. Why play a school that can beat them in state and you recruit against them? Because then you have an opportunity to lose a recruiting battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that is their thinking. I, I would think. Yeah, but but Mississippi uh, but State pl- think, no, Mississippi State plays the Eagles. Yeah, and they always have, even before they were not very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're great now. They were just we were all on F level playing ground at one time, and it was always a battle backwards and forth. And they were always willing to play. Um, so I'm not sure. Other than that, that's it. Did you have any warning that was coming last night? No, no, no. She told me this before the game. That's I what mean, I'm before, saying. No, no, no. Before yesterday. Oh, before, yes, before, before yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I got you. Before yeah. yesterday. It well, didn't happen just going into the game. Well, well I hope. And then a couple of weeks ago, as we were trying to complete our schedule for next, next year. I got you. I got you. Well, I was hoping that after the game, knowing that, that as you shook hands, you just said, well, it's just as well because we want to upgrade our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I do think, I think it's great for the state. And, you know, when I was interviewed at Mississippi State in their press conference uh, following them walloping us, you know, that is the first thing I said, is that what Mississippi State has done for women's basketball in the state of Mississippi. So I think having the schools play each other, it definitely generates interest throughout our state in women's basketball. No question. And in all sports. No question. You know, and sure, being in the SEC and the caliber recruits they have, let's just be honest, they should beat us. They should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have more resources. They have more of everything. I never fly charter. Recruiting. My team never flies charter. We don't get to sleep in our own bed at night after we play somebody. You know, so they should. That That's the realistic side of it. That that's should right. happen. But, you know, I just, I was thankful for the opportunity that we were able to play and uh, continue to compete with them. And, you know, it was a heck of a ball game. I right. mean, you know, we took an early lead in the first quarter. They came rolling back. We went into halftime with a 10-point lead. They come out, punched us in the face, scored the first three buckets of the third quarter. And from that point, it was pretty much basket for basket. Mm-hmm. And it was one heck of a ball game. And it was great for our area. I just wish we would have had a bigger turnout. I know a lot of high school teams play on Tuesday night, but that's the date that kind of worked out in the scheduling. But even some middle school kids, uh, if you want to see a close game in person that's going to go to the wire, I just wish there would have been more teams that would have been able to participate. And Ole Miss fans come and support Ole Miss, and then Southern Miss fans come and support us right. to be able to get a taste of what women's basketball is all about. Right, Coach, I think it goes back, and then we'll move on to the game. It goes back to what Ron Polk said. Ron Polk said one time, it's good for baseball when the three schools in Mississippi compete on the baseball field. It's good for women's basketball when Southern Miss plays Mississippi State, when Southern Miss plays Ole Miss. Agree? Agree? I agree, 100%. Right. 100%. And I I know that some legislatures across the country 
legally make it that they have to if they're be, if they're taking state funds they have to play each other i know my home state of iowa is that iowa and iowa state they have to play each other mm-hmm. uh and i know that and i know that the the political thing that gets bounced around here is the legislature is dominated primarily by Ole miss you know graduates right. um right. so you know that that might never happen but we, you know we got to get back to what's best for the state and not what right. is what is best for my particular school all right, Coach, we're, we're going to be up on a break here, I think, in just a minute or two. We're going to ask you to hold through the short break, if you will. But in the in the minute or so that we have left, I want you to talk about a, a kid that when you were so gracious last year and invited me to spend the evening with you and your team uh, during the Rice game, I was amazed that the smallest player on the team was Shantae Hales, and she's like mm-hmm. a dynamo. And uh, she really led the way last night, didn't she? She did. Um, she played with great leadership. She was very vocal. She Dynamo is a great adjective for the way she plays. She she really brought a fire to our team. Um, you know, she has struggled a little bit in the early going because we've had to play her off the ball some rather than straight point guard. So it's been a new position for her that she don't always have the ball in her hands. But I will tell you, last night, whether the ball was in her hands or was not in her hands, she made things happen for this team via leadership. And she played one of her better games that she's played in a Golden Eagle uniform. And little did I know, I wasn't keeping up with how many points she had by any means, but she was two points away last night from having her 1,000 points Mm. uh, in her career. Mm. Uh, But she's really a very special young lady, plays with tremendous amount of heart. Um, and again, definitely makes a huge difference. But she led our attack last night. She was four for four from the floor in the fourth quarter uh, and really did a, a great job of, again, leading our attack. So she's two points away from 1,000? Yes, two well, points away from 1,000 points. Well, let's see if we can't get the Bernie Sanders campaign on the phone and just give her those two points. <laughs> <laughs> Take them away from somebody else yeah. and give them to Sean. That, that's right. Take them away from somebody else and give them to All right, Coach, can you hang on through a three-minute break? I sure can. All right. We've got Coach uh, Joy Lee McNellis on the show with us. Uh, no question, Kelly Sander, one of our very favorite uh, people uh, that comes on the Eagle Hour. And she's going to be back on the other side of the break. Quick reminder uh, that we will be at Sully's tomorrow afternoon doing the Eagle Hour. And then Friday at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. So we are traveling uh, the next couple of days to, to bring the Eagle Hour to our listeners around the state. More with head coach Joy Lee McNellis right on the other side of the break. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Christmas just around the corner. Thanksgiving, Kelly Sanders, next week. A week from Thursday, it is. So it's time to start doing Christmas shopping. We figure that Esquire has already been to Campus Bookmark, picked out the stuff he's buying me and Kelly. Uh, If you haven't been to Campus Bookmark, not to buy me and Kelly anything, but feel free if you'd like to. 2X and a 3X, right? I'm the 2X. How many X's are you, Kelly? I'm the 2X. Any further comment will have to come from the president. <laughs> Campusbookmart.net, if you're in other parts of the state, if you live right here in town, uh, Hardy Street, they got a great selection of new apparel that's coming in every day, and uh, there'll be plenty stocked uh, for your Christmas shopping. All right, we're talking to uh, head coach Jorley McNellis, women's basketball coach, of course, who beat Ole Miss last night. We're so happy to say that. 59-53, off to a 4-1 and one start, Coach, and this is the best start in, in some time. I want you to evaluate what you've seen out of your kids at this point, and now what are your expectations moving forward? Well, you know, it, it's early. It's very early. I mean, we have made some progress, and what we have done as, as a staff, we have asked employers to step up and, and change their roles. Rather than being a role player, which some of them have been in the past, they've got to elevate their play. Kelsey Jones, the sophomore out of Starkville, cannot just be a superstar. It is time for her to step up and be a difference maker. Respectfully, Park, that has come off the bench almost her entire career, it's time for her to stay out of foul trouble and stay on the floor. And so we've had different players to have to assume different roles. And, and honestly, it's been like a roller coaster for them. Because, again, you know, as we all know, when you get a promotion or you make the next step, it takes a little while to assume those responsibilities and carry them out to the best. So that's why I say it's early. Um, We have to really understand that this whole thing is not an end today. You know, it's a journey. And we have to continue to make strides. Like, for example, today, we met this morning. We just had a film session today, and we talked about the things that we have to work on individually as a team, I mean, as a team and individually. Then we looked at how do you lose a lead, how do you gain a lead. And that's the great thing about this Ole Miss game is there were a lot of teachable moments in that game and through the flow of that game. You know, when we come out to start the third quarter and we give up three buckets, well, why? What happened? Is it them? Is it us? Is it both? And then how do we go in the final three minutes of the game and shoot 100% from the floor, no turnovers, and shoot 100% from the free throw line. What changes? You know, what do we do differently? So I think that even though we're 4-1, and one, you know, we still have so many areas to improve on. And I think we – I told our players today, be proud of where you are, but we're not going to be satisfied. We're not going to let them be satisfied. I can promise you that. That's what coaches do. They don't let players be satisfied. Even if and even if teams are undefeated, they'd say, "Well, we we got some work to do. Still, we're undefeated." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got you got to. And you know, it's like when we when we won at Louisiana Monroe, which that was a big win for us because it was on the road. Because any no matter who you're playing, you play on the road. You never know. You don't know how your team's going to respond. And you know, last year we struggled a little bit winning on the road. So getting that first road win at ULM was a big win for us because it was a road win. And, you know, we had many teachable moments there. And, you know, they kind of thought I was crazy because I wasn't all happy about everything. 
And they, they sometimes, you can hear them say, is Coach Ever happy? And, uh, you know, I told them last night, I said, I'm happy. I'm happy tonight. You know, we did a lot of great things. We did a ton more great things than we did poor things. And, you know, we just have to continue to keep them focused on making steps and improving. Yeah, and, um, and actually, you can learn lots of times. You can learn more from a loss than, than oh, you, you know than you oh, can indeed. in a win. So in the long run, it's 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 worth losing a game if in the long haul you're better off for it. I wanted to, um, and, if, and in fact, if anybody's tuning in late here to the Eagle Hour on this Wednesday edition, Joy Lee McNellis is our guest. The Lady Eagles winners last night over Ole Miss. It was such a bad spanking that Ole Miss raised the white flag. <laughs> They cried, Uncle. They said, we are never playing you again. They have taken their marbles and have gone home. But at any rate, if there's in, in football, Coach McNellis, they'll say that if there's one statistic you look at, don't even look at the score. But if you look at the turnovers, you can usually tell who won a game based on turnovers in the game of football. What's the key statistic in basketball or is there one? Yeah, I, I think turnovers is key and field goal percentage. I mean, field goal percentage is a major factor. I think there's three three things. Offensive rebounds, how many overboards can you get? Force turnovers to your turnovers and field goal percentage. You know, you hear for years that championships are won off defense and rebounding. And and that is true because that is all effort. But I'm gonna tell you, if your field goal percentage, your shot selection is not good, you're not going to win. I'm just telling you, you're not going to win. I don't care if you hold. For example, we held Louisiana Monroe to nine points at the half. Okay? Right. And they came roaring back to start the second half. You know, they came roaring right on back and got it to single digits. I mean, and we were up 20. But, again, we went cold in the third quarter and did not score the basketball. We shot 14%. We're not going to win. We're not going to win. It's not going to happen. So, so when, you, when you're on the recruiting trail then, what's, you know, what are some of the first questions you ask as prospective coaches? Is it, can she shoot? Or is it, can she dribble? Can she defend? What's the first? Besides, let me look at their transcript. I get that. Probably. And their character and who they are. I mean, we're just not going to coach craziness all the time. Right. So, can they be coached? And but, today, that is hard to find, I'll be honest with you. But fundamentally, but, fundamentally. Yeah, fundamentally, for me, they've got to be able to shoot the ball in okay. some form or fashion. They've got to be able to score, and they've got to be able to defend. And that is defend the ball. Um, and I think those two things, because I think defense is heart and soul, and I think offense is a skill set. And, you know, Shantae Hills, I'm going to give her as a prime example. That may be the ugliest shot I've ever seen. There is not one thing fundamental about her shot. Her elbow is out, nothing is in line, but the ball goes in. She truly has an eye for the basket. She has an eye for the basket. And I think that's the difference. You know, we have some players that have a beautiful shot. It is a perfect picture textbook shot, but they cannot score the ball in pressure situations. They can't. And I think you have to be able to have within that ability to shoot the ball just a little bit of ice in your veins when things are tough. And you were talking about defense, too. At the, the high school level, young, young women really aren't, aren't taught as much as they are offensively how to defend. Is that a fair statement? That is very true because most people play zone. 
okay. most people play them. And, you know, they don't understand one pass away. They don't understand help side defense. You know, they don't. And that's just that's just across the country. Gotcha. Um, they play zone because there's not many high school players that can shoot the ball. You know, there's really not. So if I was a high school coach, I would mix in some zone. I don't really like zone. We run a matchup zone that has man principles. But to win... Sometimes if you play zone, they can't get to the paint, or they got, like, the signing we have over at Hattiesburg High, Malia Grayson, at 6'3", and now she's signed, sealed, and delivered. I can talk about her. You know, I've seen people pack it in on her and play zone with three people around her. And so, as high school coaches, I get it. You know, you got to be able to do some things to win games. But I think to prepare players for the next level, you've got to work man principles. And you've got to be able to teach them something about defending the basketball. All right, Coach. Well, we sure appreciate your time. And I guess you know you always have a standing invitation on this show with me and Kelly, right? Well, I appreciate that very, very much. And we have a big tournament this coming weekend. Yep. Tell us about it. Tell us about it before we Friday go. Friday and Saturday, we play Mississippi Valley State uh, on Friday at 4 o'clock. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth is also in our tournament, along with Alcorn State, um, we will play. It's a classic, so it's not who wins, plays who. And then on Saturday, we play Virginia Commonwealth that won 24 games last year, went to the NIT, and we will be tested with some size of Mississippi State. They start 6'6", 6'4", on the block. That's the women's side. So they are very big. They are international players, so they're going to be able to run the floor well. They're very skilled. So that's going to be a true test for us on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I know people are going to be out shopping. I get it. Black Friday, if I didn't have a tournament, I would be all over it on Friday. But the great thing about Black Friday now, it opens on Thanksgiving. Right. There you go. Go do your shopping. Have you something to eat. And come to Reed Green on Friday and Saturday and get a little exercise in by standing up and down and cheering. There you you don't need to have all that food just to settle in because you're going to end up <laughs> putting on a few pounds. So come get your exercise you at Reed Green. Well, be careful you don't beat too many of these teams, Coach, or they'll all quit too and say they're not going to play you anymore. <laughs> That's just old mess. Hey, thanks a lot, Coach. Always always fun to have you on the show. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Happy right. Thanksgiving. Same to you. Coach Joy Lee McNellis, everybody. Kelly and I will be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Now we're going to see something a little different. The kicker here. Huh? <laughs> well, you almost feel like we talked about it, like an antique. Because uh, number 22, Jimmy Taylor, his teammates call him Stump, a straight-on kicker. You just don't see many anymore. 29-yard attempt, and he is no good. 
So Southern Mississippi mounts a good drive, and they come away empty. We, hey. keep, we keep playing that segment, Stump, hoping that someday you're going to make it. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. I don't have to worry about humility coming on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as bad as a Bengals and a Redskins. That's exactly. Ooh, no. I don't know that there's Jeez. anything that, that that's that bad, you know. Well, we love having this guy on the show, Stump Taylor, our good good buddy and uh, the original co-host of the Eagle Our Stumpster, how are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? How about them Eagles, Stump? How about them Eagles? I'm telling you what. And what about them Lady Eagles, too? I mean, let's that. just go on and give their due, right? Right. I don't know if you if you had a chance to be listening, but uh, not only was it sweet that uh, Coach McNellis and her ladies beat them, but uh, they had informed her a couple days before the game that they would not be playing Southern Miss anymore in women's basketball. Well, what else is there? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> before long – Ole Miss is going to run out of people to play because they're scared to death. <laughs> you know? Thank God for New Mexico State. Yeah, and San, Santa Clara and uh, oh, and the Wolford Bulldogs. Remember that stuff? Yeah, the Wolford Bulldogs. The Terriers, okay. actually. It was the Wolford yeah. Terriers. That's exactly there are Boston Terrier is the well, mascot. There's, there's always the Internet University <laughs> Phoenix, you know? Yeah, that's right. Try them, man. That'd be a great one. Yeah. They probably can't get online. Yeah. Get, all, right, st- all right, Stump. The Golden Eagles are 7-3. and three. They got two yeah. pretty tough games coming up, though. Western Kentucky – and Florida Atlantic, Kelly has been predicting now for a couple of weeks that they were going to run the table. Do you think they can uh, put two weeks back-to-back together and knock off uh, the Hilltoppers and the Lane Train? Well, you know, I, I, the only thing that bothers me is, is going to Boca, uh, but you're going to play in front of a bunch of ghosts, so it doesn't really matter. There, mm-hmm. cause nobody's going to be in the stands, just like it would be. I think the, I think the championship game for when we played Western Kentucky at their place, there was about 14,000 there or something right. like that. That's so right. Thank God mm-hmm. we're at least going to play at home, and if there's only 14,000, it'd be like playing at Western Kentucky. But we, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I'm not afraid of either one of them. They did a terrible Arkansas team. Yes, I know they're an SEC team, but they're a terrible, terrible football team right now. Mm-hmm. And Western Kentucky can throw it around. If we limit big plays, all you got to do is limit big plays. Continue to do what you've done on the defense. You know, offensively, I still don't think we're back to where we can be offensively. Mm-hmm. I think we're close, but, you know, I, I hadn't heard anything about Jalen Adams. I don't know if he's going to be back or not, but that's the big thing. When our three, big three are on the field with Jack, with Jack I mean, it's a it's pretty good offense. But I, I don't see any reason why we can't. I've watched both the other teams play this year. Uh, I wasn't impressed with FAU at all, to tell you the truth. Defensively, it's like a knife in hot butter. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. very good on the defense side of football. But, mm-hmm. you know, offensively, Lane's going <laughs> to – he's going to get his, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, I don't see the reason why we can't. We just we just need to see Louisiana Tech take one more L this weekend and, uh, and then go and take care of business. Yeah, that's right. I, I wanted to ask you, Stump, and it's, I'd like to, to think that I can see – two sides of a story that my journalistic training, you know, helps me do that. But people who have been, and, and albeit they're not a large number, but they seem to be vocal. Some people are just not happy 
with the performance of Coach Hobson and his staff. And I've just said, you know, what do you want? I mean, his team is seven and three. They lost, you know, the the games that you would expect them to be outmanned by, you know, Mississippi State and Alabama. And La Tech played the best game that it's played all year long. I just I don't I don't understand what how anybody could be unhappy with the way things have gone so far. Your thoughts? You know, and it goes way further back than Coach Hobson. What they don't understand, you know, they they expect Will to run the table in the conference every year. But the problem is, when Jay took over this program, this was still a Band-Aid program. We are just now getting back to having a full 85 scholarships on the field. You know, Todd Mungin, bless his heart, Todd had to fill up everything with junior college kids, and that you know, that goes against different classes for your scholarships through the years. And and we played naked. I mean, literally. And mm-hmm. so we're at a point right now to where the recruiting, what you're seeing is dealt beginning to happen. Right. And, and that's a great enough. Granted, I'll be the first to say, we don't get the recruits we used to, but we're also recruiting against about 13 different schools that were never mm-hmm. in existence, you know, years ago. And, and with- I, and with all due respect, the Conference USA is not the strength, in my opinion, of a right. conference that the Metro was. Not even close. Not right. even close. And we were independent in football. Well, so it didn't, you know, it didn't really matter. And that's what but, I wanted to ask you, Stump. And, and this may not be fair, but I want you to tell me if you think this is part of the problem. The unhappiness that Kelly talks about, the low attendance that we've seen. We'll go back to when you were playing, when Luke Johnson was playing. You know, you guys were playing Alabama and Florida and Tulane and Memphis and East Carolina and Cincinnati and Florida State. And all of those schools now have moved on. And now we're playing Texas, El Paso, and Western Kentucky. Isn't that part of the problem? Sure it is. And I'll tell you the other part of the problem is television. Mm -hmm. And that's if if you look across the country, I don't care what conference you're looking at, Ticket sales are down. That's right. They're making their, but they don't care because you know SEC's getting forty million a year per school. That makes up for a lot of ticket sales. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you when you can watch Southern Miss and Western Kentucky on ESPN Plus for four dollars a month, that's a lot cheaper than season tickets. Well, you know? that's a really you good can point. Flip over and watch Alabama and LSU if you want to. And I don't, and I, and I don't think it could be driven home any more than the attendance at the LSU Ole Miss game last week because sure. there were empty sure. seats there, yeah. and it, and that's the yeah. n- number one team in the country, LSU. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I, go ahead. We're still so. leading the conference. I mean, we still lead the conference in, in attendance. You know, I mean, yeah, it's been sparse. I, do I think it would be better with in in the AA, ACC? I mean, the AAC. Sure, I think attendance would. I think people would rather come watch Houston and Cincinnati and you know Memphis and Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Right. In fact, it's but, so bad. I think I think the FBI is taking people in the witness protection program and having them hide out at Middle Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, you, they can't even find them in regions of Alamo Dome. <laughs> you make a great point, stuff. We'll go back to that last home game. It was a pretty day. There wasn't yeah. a great crowd, but you know what? There were a lot of people sitting at their house watching that game on the NFL Network that were right. professionally produced, instant replays, feature stories, Perfect. 
just just perfect. That's right, and uh, it's hard to compete with that. And my and a lot of my friends said the reason they stayed at home and watched it is there was no fear of a DUI. Well, that's another thing. No, I mean that could be the case. I was under the weather a little bit, and I stayed home. And I, you know, I I don't consider when my season tickets are purchased. I don't consider staying at home a sinking. Right. (laughs) You know, they're bought, so that that seat is counted. You know, right. Right. But but I do, you know, and it was not a bad crowd. Television did a great job Mm -hmm. showing the crowd, and and the crowd was not bad at all. And I'm going to tell you something. Traditionally. Afternoon games at the Rock. Not good. It's terrible. Yeah, we we were talking about that yesterday, kind of wondering why they scheduled this game, you know, as an afternoon game as opposed to it being a Saturday night game, you know, with with a lot on the line, Stump. You're right. But now people, honestly... I'd rather come to a 2.30 game than I would a 6 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get out of the stadium at 6 o'clock and, right. and be home in plenty of time, you know? Because you have but to get you know, up and go to work the next morning. I do go to work the next morning. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, Stump, you know we uh, we, we love you. And, uh, and for people that think we're mean to you by playing <laughs> that highlight, you don't think that, do you, Stump? No, I just think it's time to replace it with Alabama, Cleo. We're looking hard for it. We're looking yeah, hard I, for I, it. I can tell. I can tell. It's been six months since I've been on the show. It's the same Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, if, if there's if there's no clip, it may not have happened. Do we know for yeah, sure? That right? happened. I it's saw it. You computer, did. I, I saw it. my computer. I've seen I saw it. it. Send me that clip, Stump. Forward, forward that to me. And I promise, the next time you're on, we'll play both clips. <laughs> It's, it's just so terrible for the 29-yard miss. It's the only field goal I ever missed that short in my entire career. Oh, my gosh. All right. We love you, Stump. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you guys. All hey, right, happy buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Y'all take care. The great. The top, Eagles. Yeah, you go. The great Jim Stump Taylor. There just ain't a nicer guy on the planet. Yeah. No, and see, and see, unlike a lot of people today, that that obviously was not a highlight of his life. No, but, but he lets it run, you know, water run right off his back. It's no big deal. The whole world needs to take a chill pill, and just it's just all in fun. And that's why we all love stuff. Yes, of do. course. All right, when we come back, men's basketball they played last night. We're going to actually be broadcasting a Southern Miss basketball game here on Super Talk Hattiesburg coming up. We're going to talk about both of those things on the other side of the break. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Head Coach Jorley McNellis for joining us uh, early in the show. And, of course, our, our good, good buddy, uh, Jim Stump-Taylor. We always enjoy our conversations with the Stumpster. Going to be at 4th Street Bar and Grill tomorrow, everybody. Uh, no, Friday. 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 Going to be at Sully's tomorrow. Friday at 4th Street Bar and Grill. A great place to uh, pregame. The Western Kentucky game. I'm sure they're going to have some kind of like breakfast, uh, lunch deal going, and uh, we're looking forward to being down there with Slade. Going to have a really special guest. A young woman named Katie from Anatomies is going to join us. She's going to be our guest picker. And Kelly, she's bringing a personalized plan for me and you for we can enjoy the Thanksgiving holidays 
and at the same time stay in shape and not put on any extra pounds. Well, I'd like to know how this is going to happen because I've seen a lot of these plans and nowhere does it include pumpkin pie, bluebell ice cream, and lots of white Zinfandel wine. Never any of those plans. are. Katie's got it now. What, she so you're looking forward to okay. seeing Katie, aren't you? We'll see. All right. Uh, Kelly's uh, alma mater put it on the men's basketball team last night. They scored the final 11 points of the first half and the first six points of the second half. And Iowa State went on to beat the Golden Eagles 73-45. to And it was what I found interesting, Coach – I mean, Kelly, was Coach Jay Ladner said, first of all, this is what college basketball is supposed to be like. The crowd, the spirit, the incredible atmosphere. We're a young team that will grow from this. All right, so we knew Iowa State was just a, a, a really high-caliber, top-15 basketball program. Describe for our listeners what he was talking about. And I know it might be hard for some people to believe, and you have to keep in mind that Iowa, of course, is the the winters are much more rugged than they are down here. You're talking snowfall, and sometimes there'd be you know twelve, eighteen inches of snow on the ground, and you'd have students be camping out for days. I mean, you'd take shifts at the campout site, getting tickets for the Kansas game or getting you know whatever the next mm-hmm. game you know might be. So you'd have to take shifts, and you'd get a block of twenty or thirty student tickets, and we would rotate who would be camping out because obviously we had to go to class and so mm-hmm. we had to, you know, manage our time. But you would have to, you know, students were allowed to go to games, but they only had X number of tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think Hilton Coliseum seats like 17,000 and you just, you can't get a ticket, you know, for bas- for basketball. It's, um, so it was packed last night, packed yeah. for every game. Well, I bet when Kansas rolls into campus, though, that's big time. Isn't it? And they actually do pretty well against Kansas. Yeah. Uh, well, Iowa State's they're kind good. Of a, Iowa State's a top 20 program. Yeah, they, and they're kind of, they're a little bit down this year, but, uh, but I, I couldn't agree with, with Jay Moore. You know, and we talked with uh, Kyle Roan, you know, yesterday at their shoot-around in Ames, and he was saying, you know, you try – to, to just kind of keep focused on what you're doing. But I wouldn't, I, I just can't help but think, uh, and my son was a college, you know, athlete. And when they would go to these really big time facilities, one of the first things he'd say is, man, you should have seen that place, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure our guys probably were like that with Hilton Coliseum, you know, right. last night too. So. All right. So the Eagles fall 73-45, but fall to a really high caliber uh, college basketball program on their home floor. So, uh, you know, it was it was actually the campus round installment of the Battle for Atlantis, which Southern Miss will begin uh, Wednesday, November 27th. And that night, Kelly, they play Gonzaga. Oh, well, good luck, guys. <laughs> so Thanksgiving, at least the good news is they get to spend Thanksgiving in the Bahamas, right? Correct. The bad news is they got to play Gonzaga. Got to play Gonzaga. Well, look, pick your poison. If it's not Gonzaga, it's Michigan. If it's not Michigan, it's North Carolina. If it's not, right. I mean, the list goes on and on. Right. You're hoping to draw Alabama. I mean, that would be the closest you would have to an opportunity. All right. But next up, next up, the the Golden Eagles come back home, and Sunday afternoon at two o'clock, they're going to play William Carey University and. We are happy to tell you that we will be broadcasting that game here on 97.3 WFMM, our Hattiesburg affiliate. Uh, David Sutton, who does William Carey University basketball for Super Talk, will be on the play-by-play. So we're going to have the Golden Eagles and the Crusaders, Kelly, at 2 p.m. on Sunday. And for those that may not know, the Crusaders are coached by a Southern Miss Hall of Famer, winningest basketball coach in Mississippi history, Great college baseball player, Steve Knight. Right, and and there's a there's a lesson to be learned there too because it's and I don't 
a Southern Miss show, but, you know, William Carey has done a pretty good job over the years of competing, you know, with with Southern Miss and has beaten the Eagles a couple times. It would be real easy for Southern Miss to say, okay, well, we're not going to play you anymore in reference to the Joy Lee McNellis, you know, Ole Miss thing earlier on in the show. But Southern Miss is, even though Carey won a couple of times, you know, they're, they're not going to say, no, we're not going to play you. Now, you know? Carey, of course, is in a IA school, but a top level in a uh, final four last year in the NAIA national championship. And they were projected to finish first in the SSAC this year. So it'll be a, it'll be a good, uh, good, they were one game away from playing for the national championship. And Eon almost won that one. So know? don't think, people, don't think this is going to be a walkover for the Golden Eagles because no no team coached by Coach Knight is ever going to be a walkover. Good chance for you to kill two birds with one stone. Go to one game and, and see both the teams that the area has to offer. And what a great thing that the universities here. You know, I thought it was great they played spring baseball together and now they're playing basketball. I'd like to see. And they played women's basketball. They right. play a women's game every year. So, William Carey in Southern Miss, 2 o'clock. Hope you'll be at Reed Green Coliseum. But if you can't, you can hear it right here on 97.3. And we hope that you'll join us tomorrow when we are at Sully's at the South Hattiesburg exit off of I-59. The gateway to Purvis is where the Eagle Hour will originate from live tomorrow at Sully's Bar and Grill. And until then, Southern Miss to to the the top. Slipping, slipping, Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.